Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was all fucked up, but I'm fine with it. <laughs> Someone's got to shift the little tracks around. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, someone had to exert a little bit of leadership. All right, like, I'll let you exert all over me, Daddy. <laughs> yeah, I like how turning the recording thing on just makes everything immediately weird and sexual. We're just like, yeah, so I come a lot. And it's like, it's like it comes out of my piss hole. <laughs> <laughs> Five seconds ago, you're talking about internships. Yeah, I know. It's like we're just deliberately acting weird, trying to garner a listenership. I blame the phallic object that's sitting right in front of my face right now. <laughs> Unlike the two other people on this podcast, I'm not used to this in my face. <laughs> it doesn't make you normal, all right? As much as you want to be. You're fucking weird. Someone take us in, please. Oh, okay. Um, we're Pillow Scream Radio. Um, I'm Mandy. Missed you guys last week. And that's Jim, and that's Alex. <laughs> Just pointing. Oh. That's Jim. <laughs> yeah, that's Alex. <laughs> I'm honestly a little bit surprised you remembered the uh, the podcast name. <laughs> <laughs> Literally all three are on my screen right now. Pillow Screen Pod and then both of your names and my name. Yeah, well, we found out the other night that you didn't listen to anything before episode 10. <laughs> She's like, why don't we cover an episode on Brovitz? Like, that was episode yeah. one. I, I tried like, to the listen fuck? to it, but then I was like cringing a little bit, so I had to turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Why don't you tell us that on the air? Because it was Jesus. like, I was like listening to it, but I couldn't like dissociate and just be like, oh, this is like a podcast. Like I was just thinking like about you guys. So I was like not hearing the words. I was just like hearing your voices. Man, that's awesome because I dissociate every time I'm recording. Oh, that's good. Just out of body. Yeah. I have an alter ego. I feel like I'm watching myself from the side. I'm not like here. I'm over here. Looking at my profile, watching me talk on this fucking podcast. Dissociative podcasting disorder. <laughs> DPD. DPD. Yeah. <laughs> you got a bad case of DPD. It manifests when you're about uh, mid-20s. Yeah, once you hit 26 years old and you think that you're smart enough to have a podcast, but you don't actually know how to put words together, and your anxiety just causes you to just fucking out-of-body experience. Astral project somewhere else. <laughs> so, what happened this week? You tell I'll us. Tell you. Do I'll tell you. <laughs> Slow week. I'm doing the fucking news. <laughs> yeah, so big news this week. TMZ reporting Bill and Melinda Gates file for divorce and no prenup. That's my favorite part. No prenup. <laughs> Fuck you, Bill. <laughs> yeah. I hope she takes everything. Took no lesson from Kanye West. <laughs> so, like... One, I have no idea how divorces work. Is it is something where like one of the parties is like I'm accustomed to a certain sort of lifestyle. I've been like providing personal and emotional support to this person as they're like stealing the wealth of millions of people. 
so I deserve half their fortune. Well, like, she worked there, too. That That's the thing. Like, she worked at Microsoft in the 90s. That's how they met. Oh, no. Yeah, so it's going to be messy. Who is he, creepy nerd boss? (laughs) (laughs) Creepy nerd boss who only, like, his only social interaction was hitting on his his co-workers and underlings? Oh, Yeah, I'm picturing, like, the the doctor that is, like, groping the nurses or something. They're never around. (laughs) (laughs) The doctors that actually have to do work to (laughs) grope people. Yeah, I don't even know where they go. Like, they're just never around. <laughs> <laughs> I love that comparison for the officer NCO distinction. <laughs> uh, one of them's in the motor pool, and the other's, I don't know where, somewhere. <laughs> is it bad that it was the opposite for me? I'd always be like, where the fuck is First Sergeant at? Like, why is he not here yeah. telling his people? <laughs> like, PNCS, your fucking vehicles. Meanwhile, yeah. I have to be here groping everybody. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God. Well, so I was looking into this and like some of the highlights of their relationship. Um, I, I mean, I don't consider this normal, but Bill used to still take annual vacations with his ex-girlfriend even after he married Melinda. Have you ever heard of anybody doing that? What do you mean you don't consider that normal? You're doing a podcast with your ex-boyfriend right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going on vacation with you. <laughs> no, just having weekly, like, several-hour-long video chats. Oh, shit. I'm not going on any cruises with you. That's yeah. for fucking sure. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, I... People are going to think that you're the one who dumped me at sea. <laughs> I wasn't. Disclaimer. That was not me. Oh, God. Every time right, you say right, dumped so at sea, I still... picture, like, a flag-draped, like, coffin going into the water. <laughs> and they're, like, they're, like, firing 21-gun salute. <laughs> Mandy got dumped at sea. <laughs> Render honors. <laughs> so Bill still goes on vacations with his ex-girlfriend. That's how you know this whole thing is a sham. Like Melinda's just in this for what is she in it for? Why do you need that much money? <laughs> like why would you stay in a loveless marriage for seventy billion dollars? I don't know, maybe maybe I would do that. <laughs> I'm talking shit for. Yeah. I mean it seems like when money's involved, people will you kind of put the relationship thing on the back burner and stick around because material conditions actually determine a lot of person's decisions in uh, destitute, yeah. like late That's capitalist society. What's your take? Do they hate each other? Or is this like an amiable divorce? Whatever, whatever that's called. Amicable? Amicable divorce, yeah. Those are both words amiable divorce like we're still we're still friends like i'm just so happy to meet you bill (laughs) um amiable and friendly i don't know i've never been divorced well i i gotta gotta get like your pop culture reads on bill and melinda make a wild speculative guess (laughs) why they decided to get married in the first place I'm going to assume it had something to do with the groping, his position of authority over her, but then she was like, well, I can probably make a shitload of money from this. I feel like it was a dead love from the very beginning. That's my wild speculative guess. What are you looking at? They hated each other. My boyfriend? (laughs) (laughs) There's a shadow on the wall behind you just, like, moving around. (laughs) (laughs) That's some Play-Doh shit right there. Yeah, yeah, you're blocked. There you go. 
Nice. Um, I definitely tell he just woke up. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got him drunk last night. Hell yeah. Mandy, continue us on the Bill and Melinda Gates thing. I would imagine that she married him for the money because it definitely wasn't for looks. <laughs> I'd still have that picture in my head of like him sitting on the stack of papers. It's like a bajillion feet high and he has like a little floppy disk and he's like, all those papers can fit on this floppy disk. And it's just him nerding the fuck out. He didn't marry her for the looks either. (laughs) (laughs) A desperate, desperate times, I guess. Desperate measures. So I guess, I guess we can postulate that maybe it wasn't love or looks that made this uh, relationship Yeah, so that just leaves lust. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> the first time you're supposed to my grandmother's told me this she's been divorced three times i think so she always tells me that the first time you marry you marry to have kids okay, okay. so you got to get somebody with good genes the second time that you marry you marry for money and then the third time you marry you marry for love and then any marriages after that is just a bonus just start collecting marriages yeah. put them into your bank account just start accruing interest on your marriages yeah do they have kids they do yeah three kids oh those kids are fucked yeah they're like yeah, how do you be like to be them jesus how do you grow up in a like a billionaire's mansion and just not be a psycho i don't know they call their mansion xanadu 2 2.0 xanadu yeah. 2.0 what fucking losers <laughs> God, billionaires are all just fucking a, nerds. Yeah, you still you like you see Bill Gates talk or interact, and you're like, you're still a fucking computer dork. Like, he's just a fucking like beta, you know. But that's worse because betas with power are like more vindictive. <laughs> <laughs> it puts the lie to like the uh, fuck what was it the meritocracy of America. It's like mm-hmm. these people are so much smarter and better and like charismatic than us. You just have to look at them and just be like, "No, Elon Musk, you balding fucking weirdo! Like you're not better than yeah. anybody." Yeah. No, Bill Gates. And then they have their just whole like charitocracy going on. This like charity scheme. Yeah. Like, yeah. Say more about that. Well, I mean, my feeling is that when you donate that much money, it has to be money laundering. There's no reason why you would. Didn't, like, the Trump Foundation do similar things to this? Like, Trump basically just funneled money straight into his campaign via, like, whatever charities he had set up? Yeah, it's, like, rich, really rich people. I don't know. The only reason they do it, basically, is, like, for status, I guess. But it's really kind of a way to make, like, political decisions without actually, like, winning any elections. Yeah, so they can, like, pump money into this charity. So, don't like, just dump a billion dollars into this charity and then... Any flight that you have to take, any car you have to buy, any like space you have to rent out for whatever fucking event, you just put it under the charity and just write it off as like charitable giving, right? So basically, you just put your spending money into the charity and have the charity manage all of your finances and your houses and shit like that, and uh, and you're fine. You get to keep the other hundred and twenty nine billion dollars that you have. <laughs> Exactly. And then you can do like weird ass experiments like in Africa where you're like, oh, we're going to like do circumcisions to prevent HIV. 
That's right. He did do that, didn't he? It's like, that's the thing they kept saying. Like, when you hear a billionaire start talking about population control, you're like, no, bad. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think, like, Elon Musk got in the news recently, or maybe one of these Santa billionaires donated $130 million, and someone did the hasty math. I'm going to throw out random numbers, but it's like 0.05% of, like, their net worth. It's like if I donated a hundred bucks to charity. It's like congratulations, you did nothing. Because the scale <laughs> it was like one hundred thirty million or something. Yeah, the scale's yeah. just not even like in the same universe. Yeah, if you have a hundred billion dollars, you have so like, yeah the the scale is absurd. And just wait until we have the first trillionaire. Oh God. Yeah, think about that for a second. I'm just going to go, once we hit that point, I'm going just full anti-natalist. Just, we need to give up, restart the human race. Yeah. No one have babies anymore. We're all just going to die off, give the planet back to the animals, and uh, we'll let, like, the chimpanzees have a go. Just let them have a shot at this, because we yeah, fucked I'm this up. ready for that now. I'm going to douse every strip mall in gasoline and light it on fire. <laughs> God. Just that was a joke. end it all. Yeah, parody. <laughs> Well, fuck them. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> fuck you, Bill. All right, let's move on. All right. I've been itching to talk about this one. Mm. Josh Duggar, sex pest, arrested sex pest. on child porn <laughs> charges. Okay, okay. We're going we're gonna to have to do like a deep dive on this one. Who the fuck I is Josh I already did. I spent like the majority of last summer getting really really way too invested into like fundamentalist christian families um so is that is that what he is why is why do we know his name who is the duggars um so it's jim bob not to be confused with jim (laughs) and michelle duggar and they're part of this like um movement some people call it the quiverful movement of christianity where you basically like just have a ton of kids um hold on hold on hold on that's not just relating to just like orgasms is that that's what i thought quiverful quiverful. i'm just imagining quivering orgasms just legs shaking knees knocking so you've clearly never like been to like a renaissance fair it's like a quiver of arrows That's so fucking lame. No. <laughs> Mine is so much better. No, no, no. I am no horny Christians, that's what I want. That's well, what yeah, I want is, like horny Christian ideology. It is kind of like a pregnancy cult. Like so they they got famous because they had a TLC show. It was eighteen kids and counting and then nineteen kids and counting. Because uh, they have nineteen kids. And Josh That's almost a platoon. <laughs> Jesus. Well with if you include all <laughs> platoon the grandkids. Of kids. Oh my god. They're like the new Genghis Khan. Like all of humanity can trace its all lineage of back Arkansas to like Genghis Khan. Can trace, all of Arkansas. Can trace their lineage to Jim Bob Duggar. So oh, and all nineteen of their kids have J names. Like they all start with J's. I can think of two J names. Yeah, I mean <laughs> some of them like just get more and more like bizarre like one of them's ginger but with a j Ooh, there's actually a heavy metal band with a female lead singer called ginger but with a g probably they go right? hard no the j really j-i-n-j-e-r yeah 
I don't think that's how you spell that. I guess that's how she well, spells it. Well, you're not it. a fundamentalist Christian, obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> These aren't knocking right fucking now. I don't know what you're talking about. Don't, don't criticize the horny Christians. You see that Vic Berger video of, uh, who's that televangelist that, like, it's just fucking Griffith that keeps selling, like, emergency stores of food and stuff on TV? I don't know. Is he the one whose face is just, like, way too wide for his body? I don't know. He had, like, a white hair and a glasses and a white beard. It was, like, uh, trimmed. No, no, no. I don't like, know. Yeah, well, the beard. yeah, well, Vic Berger edited those <laughs> to sound like Jim Baker. That's who it is. Yeah. Thank you. The collapse is coming. Doomsday clock for global market crash strikes one minute to midnight. You hear that, John? Bible says you're going to throw gold and silver in the streets. Tomorrow, could, we could look back and say yesterday was the last day to order and get prepared. This offer comes with 22 buckets plus a bonus of six additional buckets for a total of 28 buckets. I want to show you something. All this food is for a gift of $2,500. Eight years of bulk food. This is the. This is what you should be doing. Wow, John, you come up. Uh, you, you're the right preacher. You told me to do this. We can, look at. They got shovels. By the way, get a shovel. These are foldable shovels. It, it'll go in your backpack. This is how you dig the latrine. The Lord needs you to survive. Like just like, random shit. It's so funny. I've uh, I've been getting really into these YouTube videos where this heavy metal guitarist will like riff over those types of people like the yeah. the Christian fundamentalists. That's strange. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, okay, okay. So continue on the Duggar okay. train. So the he's a qu- quiverful Christian. <laughs> How do you say it? Quivering. The original show on TLC was canceled because Josh got in trouble before for molesting at least four girls and the fucked up thing is they were his younger sisters jesus um he never actually got in trouble for it is jim bob his dad he's like one of the 20 children jim bob is the dad sex pest is the oldest child oh okay so yeah he assaulted his sisters and they never got him in trouble has gone too far (laughs) right (laughs) Canceled 19 Kids and Counting, but then they gave the younger kids their own show. So they've still been on doing that for years. Do they just talk about how they were molested the whole time? Like, what? They don't talk about it. That's the thing, because they had to forgive their brother. They had to forgive their brother. Yeah, it how was did so that fucked up. Like, they, they went on, like, all these shows, like, you know, like the Today Show and stuff. And, like, they can't say anything bad. Because, like, the women... This is, like, the fucked up part of it. Is like, the women in these families are just, like, they have to follow their headship. Which, like, is your dad, and then once you get married, it's your husband, your headship, and, like, you have there's to better, keep sweet. One, there's better words for that, and two, I'm just thinking, like, penis head, head again. Headship, like, I, yeah. Maybe I'm horny right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> just super phallic, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The headship. It's like the giant ship from uh, Spaceballs, <laughs> or from Austin Powers. Just the giant <laughs> dick ship. Okay, so that's fucked up. They had to apologize probably from pressure from the rest of their family because like their family is now a a means of production <laughs> they're making money literally yeah. off of selling access to their life their weird fucked up life yeah so then sex pest is married and he has six kids and his wife is pregnant again and now that he's arrested he's not allowed to see his kids just probably for the best um and he How'd they find out that he had child porn? I don't know. However, they 
usually do. I don't know. Oh, my God. However they usually do. <laughs> However they, like, do everything. They They're caught him going into the child porn did. store. Yeah. They're like, hey, I know that guy. <laughs> Seen him on TV. Yeah. There, so there has to be something. There's something there, right? You don't, obviously, you don't grow up around 19 siblings and be normal. But yeah, what what caused his brain to break and just be sexually attracted to his his sisters? There has to like that's what I'm saying. There has to be some kind of weird sexual tension uh, yeah, going on through like this a whole pathology. Ideology. This this I I think a lot about this. I mean, I went to religious school growing up, mm-hmm. like until I was in high school, um, and it really is like a fucked up ideology. You know, it's like every sin basically is considered equal i guess like yeah. you're going to hell beating for beating off, off yeah beating off like looking at boobies <laughs> is the same as like i don't know I, I don't know i'm trying to think of something really fucked up so like touching your sisters <laughs> yeah <laughs> so <laughs> if it's like just as bad to do i don't know just to beat off by yourself as it is to like own child pornography like why would you not but then like i i know there's definitely like religious people even in these families who don't do that there has to be a weird confluence of one he's the oldest son the oldest son yeah so there's some kind of patriarchal yeah favorite child thing kind of going ranking child yeah Yeah. he probably helped out with i met this gonna go down a weird territory we probably helped out like dressing his sisters and stuff like they that maybe don't. Ch- the changing boys don't diapers. have to do anything really only the daughters have to do yeah. anything which means yeah. it's a power like, thing yeah yeah so like the sons they're only responsible for like starting like businesses but like the businesses they always start are like the stupidest shit like yeah so um. if, if you're <laughs> in this weird fucked up family and your only social interaction with other women is your sisters i'm assuming yeah and they're Um, not allowed to like this another big thing i left out they're not allowed to have any like until you get married like they can't have any like contact really with like the opposite sex even your own siblings you're only allowed to do like a side hug like that's like a thing that so there's massive repression going on yes this dude is definitely just beating off constantly as a teenager in his room that's weird that's so weird it's like he's getting (laughs) affirmations every time he like breaks a sin or every time he does a sin or something like that that nothing bad is going to happen to him in fact things are probably actually going to get better because we have this fucking tv show and we're starting to make a bunch of money and i'm setting up businesses and stuff like that and every step of the way he's like maybe sins are good maybe i should do more sins maybe i should start well his whole childhood his parents are telling him don't be sexually attracted to your sister (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like it's like it just don't think of elephants what are you thinking of the, it's yeah. already setting Fucking it up that way like, like, oh, any contact with the opposite sex even like your mother or sisters is bad like they're inherently like sexual it's beings. forbidden yeah. yeah yeah the forbidden fruit um oh my god that i'm disgusted yeah, yeah. that's uh, like a darren aronofsky movie or something that's what it feels like could go down that road gross and slimy afterwards <laughs> just like the fucking disintegration of the human mind under weird conditions god damn what's this last thing you wrote josh's relatives haven't denounced him 
Yeah, a bunch of them, like, his, some of his sisters have, like, said, like, they're, like, appalled. But a lot of people, like, in their church and stuff have said, oh, well, like, we need to wait for, like, due process and this and that. And, yeah. Due, due process? Like, someone, <laughs> someone put, someone else put the child porn on my computer? <laughs> I guess. I mean, I'm, I guess that's a possibility. I don't think anyone gives a shit about Josh Duggar enough to do that. Um, has he denied it? Like, what, what is his statement? I'm not sure. He's probably like, yeah, I did it. It was cool and good. Fucking loser. <laughs> oh, my God. I know, like, his parents' statement was pretty bad. <laughs> One <second>. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can see you're looking for it. I'm looking for what Michelle and Jim Bob said. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't, Jim Bob. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, on these... um like reddit groups that i've been in they call him jim boob so it's really hard for me to not call him that right now <laughs> are we 12 yes we're 12 <laughs> jim uh, boob oh wow so they deleted a bunch of tweets i don't know oh wait here it is <laughs> they thank fans for their continued prayers after their son's arrest josh pleaded not guilty this makes me feel bad <laughs> Yeah. We appreciate your continued prayers for our family at this time. The accusations brought against Josh today are very serious. It is our prayer that the truth will come to light and that this will all be resolved in a timely manner. We love Josh and Anna, that's his wife, and continue to pray for their family. Uh. It's so gross. Well, fuck that guy. Cool people. Our society is okay. <laughs> we should continue. We should yeah. continue Go to church on Sunday. <laughs> I, yeah, I I was talking about being an anti-natalist before. Like, I'm just I'm decided, <laughs> fuck that. Yeah, I feel like I'm reverting back to like high school levels of just like angry atheism, where I'm like, dude, fuck all religious belief, like Christ. The, the problem with being an anti-natalist is you can't have negative children. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you can go start kicking kids in the shins or something like that. I've thought of some loopholes. <laughs> <laughs> all right that's pretty much the news unless you guys want to talk about the nfl draft absolutely not i love the yeah, nfl yeah tell me all about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have neither of your teams got very good picks you guys you got like a c rating wait hold on do i have a team did you decide a team for me i don't know aren't you guys like texans or cowboys fans <laughs> no Maybe Cowboys, I guess, because I know them. (laughs) I've (laughs) driven by their stadium a couple times. That's about it. Anyone want a fun fact? I just got a hot news take. Hot news take. From history. Uh, Cool bug facts. The first airplane... The first airplane attack on U.S. soil wasn't Pearl Harbor, but the 1921 Battle of Blair Mountain, where the U.S. government dropped bombs, including chemical gas shells, on striking Union coal miners. Yeah, that sounds what? about right. <laughs> Look at the picture. It's like, cool bug facts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone can thank my boyfriend for that. Thank you. <laughs> He's getting radicalized as as we speak. <laughs> uh. <clears throat>
I'm back. Your hair's looking a little tussled. What are you doing over there? Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mandy, take us in. Fine. I'm going to pose a question to you guys. Pose. Pose away. Why do people think that being in the military makes you at all qualified to run for office? It's the same reason why I had my old company commander, fat fuck who I hate, (laughs) reach out to me on LinkedIn. And he wrote on his LinkedIn that the equivalent of being a company commander at like 28 years old is the same thing as being a chief operating officer as a Fortune 500 company. (laughs) Someone who is raking in millions of dollars, just like salary alone, who has like, who's probably on the hook for just like billions of dollars of responsibility and shit like that. He's like, yeah, I'm a chief operating officer as a company commander. Jesus Christ. I love it. People's translation of military service to like normal human being shit is busted. People cannot figure out, like, standing in front of a group of 120 soldiers and giving, like, a safety brief at the end of the day is not the equivalent of, like, writing legislation or <laughs> doing anything yeah. important, to be perfectly candid. Yeah, uh, we just want these people to climb behind the fucking, like, in the driver's seat of our nation's governmental affairs. It's insane. They're like, well, you did things, right? Like, you got... You fired a a gun or something, like some sort of like made up like Roman approach to like manly virtue that justifies your participation in as an orator and a thinker. It's like that's a completely different field. It's like it's the easy button. They think that they can they think that because they've led people that politics is like leading. Um, They think that because they can stand in front of a crowd and talk that they would be good like doing campaign events or something like that. And they Dude. also think they can ride on American fetishization of the military and just create entire campaign ads that discuss <laughs> not a single policy position or just how much they served. We'll get to that later. I don't want to like jump ahead too far. It's not even like a good job. Like it's not like a moral job being in the military, I don't think. It's not a noble profession. Yeah, but they can make it out to be a noble profession, right? The same way we're talking about politicians who always put, like, I'm a dad or a mom. It's, it doesn't matter. Like, just There's because maybe you... two or three noble professions total. Like in the history Podcaster? of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And the people Doctors, that, like... <laughs> teachers, No, not even podcasters. either of those. The people who do the hair and makeup on dead bodies. Like, that's a noble <laughs> profession. Morticians. Hell yeah. I'm percent on board with that. Podcasters, I guess. Um, and then the people who like make the um like made to order food at Wawa. What about what about, what about uh Bigfoot hunters? I wouldn't really call it noble. That's more just like that's like in the adventurer category of careers. Okay. It's quixotic. It's, it's like, like foundational yes. to our yeah. society, in my opinion. Maybe not noble, but it's like garbage men. Like, you have to have them and you have to respect them. An essential worker. An essential worker, yeah. But essential's not, like, noble. Like, you know? So, yeah. If I'm being serious about the analysis on the military as a profession, it's like, I I don't think it's a profession. I think it's a trade. (laughs) Like, for starters. It's very, like, 
there's white collar jobs in it, but it's predominantly a blue collar job. Like just it's green collar. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> also the nobility with which people do it's like, it's a noble profession. If you're up your own ass about doing it, that's the, the way I look at it. So you're someone who's walking S3 or higher, <laughs> it's a noble yeah. profession to everyone else. It's just a fucking job. We have a responsibility to ethically generate, apply and whatever, like, land power or whatever the fuck they say in like the the profession because they've been so hard since 2010 about making the army and and a professional body it's like we're like doctors and lawyers we need society's trust to do it's like you just need their money yeah that's what they they want funding they want trying to pretend that we're just the pr program (laughs) (laughs) like even for the officers man like you can't it's a we say oh i got fired if an officer says I got fired, that means I got reassigned and they got their raises on fucking schedule. The only thing that probably happened, if they got actually fired, which I've never seen, where they actually get relief for cause that we are, like I think you saw your dude get that right. I had my company commander get relieved of command one day before his outgoing change of command. That's fucking awesome. cheated yeah. on a PT test for being a fucking loser. Is that a fat piece of shit? No, this is actually a different one. I hate oh, wow. a lot of my company commanders. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know who oh, rides on them? The fucking medics. I'll always love the medics for that. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, so like if an officer gets fired, it's like they just got reassigned. It's a federal job. Like you can't get fired. It's like that thing you always get mad about DA civilians. I'm like, officers are no fucking different. Like sergeant majors are no fucking different. They find a no hole different. for them to we squirrel away in. in the morning. That's the yeah. only difference. You don't get fired. You don't get fired. You get fired if you do a fucking crime. And that's what, it's also better to be in the military if you do crimes because all that happens is they kick you out of the military. Half the time you don't ever see a fucking courtroom. Yeah. Cops never talk. You yeah. just get like, oh, like like he did like 17 illicit drugs and distributed it on post. It's like, well, look, we're going to have to chapter you out for that, man. And, and then he just goes to New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Good. That's what I wanted. <laughs> that's too, that dude's too good for the military anyways. Like entrepreneurship, he like set up his own distribution channels on post. Like that dude has it going. I just yeah, it's fucking jobs program. I think is the right way to say it. But it's it's a profession because every now and then you put on a shirt with a collar in it. Like what the (laughs) stupid? Yeah, you think because you got like an RCOM that you're worthy of running for office? Yeah, it's yeah you you're up your own ass about it. But yeah, anyways, it's it's that very old fashioned approach to. so the leadership thing, right? You, who is it that said that they think because they've led people or whatever? And yeah. th- that's the thing. It's like you don't get – you should – if you think you're a brilliant leader in the military, it's like – One the, you're not. <laughs> it's, it has – yeah, it's it's baby's first leadership rodeo is the way it – because every single person that enters your formation has gone through an indoctrination brainwashing program to make them leadable. Yeah. So they have this automatic deference to call you sir – or ma'am, if you're an officer and sergeant and stand at parade rest, put their fucking hands behind their back and be polite and respectful that they need to worship you and do what you say if you outrank them. Like, that's, it's like this shit's beaten into them. And then they show up and it's like, like, oh, the dog knows how to sit and roll over. Like, you didn't, you don't get credit for that. Like, they showed up fucking roboticized or whatever the fuck for you. That's what the leadership was. And then, you know what's real fucking hard? convincing someone who doesn't have to do what you want who doesn't like have to be bought into your idea yeah. convincing them that your idea is 
good and worthy and like worth yeah. resources and worth their shit yeah. on without ucmj hard. hanging over their fucking head yeah like bernie sanders did more leadership in a fucking hour than anyone in the military has done in their entire career yeah like because he actually had to walk up to people who had no investment in him who had no reason to listen to him and be like i have an idea and i think you should follow it mm-hmm. getting people to do that just completely baseline nothing is so much more than anyone in the military has to deal with it's absurd but they jump out and they think that like Jocko fucking Willick thinks that he can go oh my God. start, start a podcast about how much like you just you just gotta drive on you just gotta fucking drive <laughs> on and be a man. Dude, like, all those videos are real it's leadership. Like black and white, and he's like, he's like, you need to understand that leadership is about will. You can't roll over and let things happen to you you got to make things happen it's like just shit like that just every day just you could get on his instagram just scroll back like it's just insane like i don't know that guy makes me sick he's also never done anything above like the company level as far as actually like as military like someone who's been in the military 20 years as an officer like he is should have been like a battalion commander but because he's a seal dude he's been in charge of like like the absolute best kind of soldier you could get, which is like an insanely fit and obedient, disciplined one or whatever that wants to be there. That went through like seven selection processes to get there, and he's like, "Yeah, they really did what I said." It's like no fucking shit, they did what you said. Like, are you kidding me? God, like you didn't have to convince them that you were worth following. Yeah, man. Like, I okay. So here's here's a counterpoint. Actual military leadership happened in fucking. Vietnam <laughs> if someone was able to pull off getting people who are like smoking massive take massive hits out of a shotgun before they're fighting like just absolute draftees who don't give a fuck and will shoot you because you told them to do something without saying please <laughs> like that was probably more like that was probably closer to the actual deal yeah I'll buy that. That's a, that's an excellent hot take. Like surviving Vietnam as an officer meant you probably were less of a piece of shit than someone who's that's true. Did five years and got yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, show. More Vietnam vets. We need to elect more Vietnam vets. I'm, I'm, yeah, for that. No, but only Vietnam enlisted. Yes. Like draftees. Yes, because everyone that was like Vietnam officer, they got out and they wrote a book, and now they wear John them. John McCain. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Eight years as a POW is kind of... <laughs> well, I prefer right. people that don't get captured. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I really, I truly think it boils down to people, like, literally not knowing, like, what you do in the military. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. not, like, not even, like, the overarching, like, picture, but, like, day to day, like, not knowing, like, what you <laughs> actually do. That's true. You can just kind of, like leadership stuff it's like you just yeah. say i've got years of experience in leading our nation's son and daughters <laughs> people ask me all the time like when they find out that i was in the army they'd be like oh well like what did you do and i would be like well i would like show up to work work out for a little bit um change my outfit come back sit by a computer um go fuck off for an hour and like go to wendy's or something and then come back and do the same thing. And then occasionally we would, like, go shoot weapons. <laughs> and true. that's the extent of it's it. Fucking, like, yeah. Yeah. 
Like if it was a really busy day, we'd go like shuffle around a connex or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We move move <laughs> yeah. some like boxes of bug spray and hand sanitizer. Yeah, the most leadership I ever felt was like, "Come on, men, we need to get these layouts done." We need to <laughs> sweep this room up, like <laughs> stupid shit like that. Yeah, mm. what was the Bill Burr thing? He's like, uh, he's talking about the two guys that are like. They like watch the Marine Corps recruiting commercial, and then like two months later, like one of them was painting rocks, and the other just sweeping the parking lot. And they're like, "What the fuck is this? This is fucking stupid." <laughs> but that's why when somebody makes like a commercial of them putting a gun together with a blindfold on, it like somehow resonates with some people. Can we watch this? Yeah, I've got it up right now. This guy's name is Jason Kander. Background Jason checks Kander. is the name of the video. Background checks. All right. I'm Jason Kander, and Senator Blunt has been attacking me on guns. Well, in the army, I learned how to use and respect my rights. Is that a bedroom blindfold? In Afghanistan, I volunteered yeah. to be an extra gun and a Sleep mask. of unarmored SUVs. And in the state legislature, I supported Second Amendment rights. I also believe in background checks so that terrorists can't get their hands on one of these. Get a shirt that fits, man. Fuck. Because I'd like to see Senator Blunt do this. <laughs> <laughs> what oh my god he he put he put together a rifle while he was talking about like convoys or something yeah he and was, that relates to what policy position he said that he supports background checks so that terrorists can't do this or something put guns yeah terrorists can't get their hands on guns it's like god dude that's it's also it's not, not terrorists hard. shooting each other in this country yeah, yeah it's white kids shooting it's, yeah it's country. frustrated <laughs> economically yeah that's yeah i don't know we already talked about the ballooning mental health issues and yeah. as a direct result of economic instability um yeah but that dude just thinks he, he the, yeah. the only content in that entire ad was just his military service putting together an m4. Yeah. like you don't even have to be in the military to know how to put together an m4 it's not it's, that hard. So <laughs> it's, it's like, designed to be, that's why it's a massively reproduced like weapon platform is it's easy to disassemble and reassemble for cleaning. It's like, yeah, it's like when people get uh, really amazed that their young children know how to like open, unlock an yeah, iPhone screen. Yeah. And it's like, it's the user interface is meant to be the easiest possible thing. Yes. Children should be able to do it because they designed it that way. Like yeah. that's what the M16 is. It's like, it's the easiest thing to take apart, clean, it's and put back like together. The, yeah, like when you're a kid and you're bored in school and you take your pen apart and you pull a little spring out and everything. That's all he's doing. It's the same exact fuck, damn near the same mechanism, almost fucking thing comes out, thing goes in, like fucking. But it's about yeah, um, basically making the libs look like pussies or something like that. That's he is. He's a Democrat, though. That's the funny thing. Oh. <laughs> So he was going against the Republican playing up the military service thing? I guess. I don't know. He didn't yeah, well, even, he didn't even take true. it all the way apart, by the way. That little piece, whatever that thing's called. Is yeah. it a bolt? I don't really know. It's been Act a while. Like you've been to the range It's before, been a while. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't take that part Yeah, he didn't disassemble like, the bolt carriage assembly. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> that one. Yeah, he, could, he should have lost his firing pin retaining pin. Yeah, yeah like if, I this did. Was, if this was real, he'd have it all like laid out on in his fucking PC or something like that, trying yeah. to keep all the parts together. Yeah, and he still exactly. loses one. He's just like yeah. tapping around on the fucking floor, being like, "I can't find my fucking retaining pin, man." Yeah. I yeah, I lost it, and 
had to go comb through leaf by leaf this like 20 square foot area where we'd cleaned weapons so <laughs> i still remember that i remember the range it happened on it's terrible <laughs> Uh, yeah, so him, who else, who else, like, always runs on the fucking, we talked about him before, Dan Crenshaw, right? Yeah, because he got an eye patch. Steely-eyed Dan. (laughs) (laughs) God. Oh, my God. Toughest Texas. Okay. Give give me a little explanation of who MJ is. She's, hmm. um, well, she's also a Deb, and Ooh, she was like right. a um, yeah. pilot. It seems like and yeah, Air Force pilot, major, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now she's a mother, and <laughs> <laughs> it literally says that Air Force veteran, working mom. <laughs> Six months since the Senate has done anything. Texans out of work and getting sick, small businesses shuttering, and John Cornyn, no action, no leadership. But when his party bosses call, he jumps to rush through a Supreme Court nominee. I'm MJ Hagar. I did three tours in Afghanistan, earned a purple heart, and I'm raising two kids in the middle of a pandemic. And John thinks I'm gonna get pushed around in Washington like he has? I approved this message because it's about time Texas had a senator as tough as we are. That was like a little Air Force logo right there. Yeah. Her little, uh, her campaign designer went all out right there. She was way too high energy for me, honestly. Yeah. I'm not going to get pushed around in Washington. It's like, well, you don't have to. It's designed so that you don't get pushed around. It's designed so that people offer you things that you want. Yeah, you're in the establishment. <laughs> like, I don't. And that's how you get caught. Someone's going to come up to you and be like, hey, we're going to fund your next campaign. And you're like, I'm not getting pushed around. They're giving me what I want. Like yeah. they fucking got you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's because the things you want are more important to you than the things we want. So you're willing <laughs> to sacrifice the things we want as an elected representative in order to get the things you want. That's the way it works. That's why there's not a representative democracy. Um, yeah. yeah. So she rides a motorcycle. She has two bratty little kids. They were like wailing. For noodles at each other, it looked like. <laughs> little pool noodles at each other. Control your children. I expect them to be disciplined, sitting up straight and rigid, never writing with their left hand, only writing with their right hand, doing well in school. I want to know what her kids' grades are. If I see a B on that report card, she has to take working mom off of all of her stuff. Yeah, you're raising your kids during a pandemic. Can you really say you're a working mom? Why a motorcycle? (laughs) Is that a Texas thing? Nah, it's just a just you know person thing. I don't know. It's like a, I'm trying to. Th- I was gonna say it's a Republican thing. She's Democrat. But that, like, it's like I would be riding like, around in a truck if I was trying to appeal to Texans. I don't know. That's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Maybe maybe the the trucks are old hat now. Maybe the new cool thing in Texas is the motorcycles. It's like a mix of the working class aesthetic with like a little yeah. bit of the anti-establishment aesthetic. Yeah, she's trying yeah. to. Yeah, I mean John Cornyn. I mean, didn't, she lost that race, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, like, because John Cornyn's been the incumbent for forever, right? Like, you don't, yeah, like you don't have upset elections like that until someone retires. Like, I think eighty-eight percent of incumbents keep their seats because yeah. that's the way our shit works. I also didn't see a single policy position. No, there's none. <laughs> Do you know what have probably would have beat John Cornyn? Would be like, I support Medicare for all. Just tidal wave of fucking votes. <laughs> yeah, the whole ad is just. I'm not a pussy. Like, look at how tough I am. I have a motorcycle. I was in the Air Force. Yeah, god damn. It's like, yeah, there's increasingly vacuous political campaign ads. I mean, you look at that and you look at whatever John Cornyn is putting out and, like, you yeah. probably just don't see any difference. Yeah, and he's and just you like... You don't see a single policy position. You, don't, you only see an identity. And you're like, well, if I'm just voting on identity, then it doesn't fucking matter in the first place. I'll just yeah. vote for the incumbent. The people who do have success in these primaries overthrowing the incumbent are people who have like wide populist support because they have policy positions that people give a shit about. Mm. No one gives a shit about you riding a motorcycle. They give a shit about you saying that you're going to sponsor Medicare for all or like co-sign the Green New Deal or something like yeah, that. The only thing actually give a shit about healthcare is actually the only like bipartisan issue. Anything that actually affects people's quality of life is a bipartisan, nonpartisan issue. Yeah. But no, they only get elected on partisan issues because they can't actually do any of this broad working class appeal shit because that upends the actual uh, horizontally stratified system, yeah. the class system. Anything but class. Anything but class. Do we want to get into the uh, the main course? Harry. <laughs> Harry ears. <laughs> Harry fucking earls. That's the only way to say it. Uh, Harold fucking Earls. Let's see. Um, Mandy, why don't you take us in on all of the fun that you've been having following Harold Earls for um, a couple years now, right? Yeah, I've spent probably days of my life watching Earls family vlogs. Um, <laughs> so give us a little background. Who is this guy? Okay, Harold Earls, the fourth. Um, yep, the fourth. The fourth, yeah. Um, he went to West Point, United okay. States Military Academy, if you guys are familiar with that school. Um, that's where they train the, uh, The best of the honors. best of the best, sir. Yeah, with honors. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking gentlemen, I don't know, um, that become the leaders of America's sons and daughters in the Army. Okay. So he okay. went there, he played baseball. Graduated from there and then was in the army for what five six years. Never had a real fucking job. Like he had like the most cush jobs. Yeah, he somehow swindled his way his, into the cushiest job. Literally, ever. the first thing he does when he graduates is go and climb Mount Everest and somehow to raise money for PTSD or awareness. I don't even think money. And um, what killed a Sherpa? For, yeah, almost probably <laughs> for his campaign. Almost killed a Sherpa. In the process. Yeah, wait, what do you do on that one? Oh, he, um, like an idiot, he lost his goggles while he was climbing. <laughs> and so him and his Sherpa were sharing the same pair of goggles, and the Sherpa got snow blindness and almost, well, he did fall off the side of, I guess, like a cliff, but, like, he had, like, a rope on, but still, like, almost died because of Jesus. that. Yeah. Am I insane for thinking, like, goggles... Of all things, like goggles and socks are probably the things you want duplicates of while you you're think. fucking hiking Mount Everest. Yeah. 
Yeah, you might think, but I don't know. Oh, so then he comes back from that. Him and his wife write a book about it. Um, well, what's the book title called? A Dangerous Love Affair, I think, is the name of it. What? <laughs> I think that's the name of it. A Dangerous Love Affair? Something what was dangerous like about it? I don't know. I guess that he was climbing Mount Everest and she went on a bullshit um, mission trip to Guatemala. Does he have multiple books? I'm looking at another one now called A Higher Calling. Oh, no, no. That's it. That's it. (laughs) It's A Higher Calling. (laughs) (laughs) Are you reading like fanfics or something? Sorry, I got confused with the the, uh, Harold Earls fanfic that I'm writing. Okay. okay. (laughs) (laughs) This book is called A Higher Calling. Captain Harold and Rachel Earls. What? Oh, they did that. That's like the author... That's the author thing on there. No, they did that right because he was taking like uh, in like formal dinners, you're supposed to name someone on their little nameplate or like their invitations a certain type of way. So you say the the man's title with his first name and his wife's name and then their last name. So no, it comes off in this really weird stunted Captain Harold and Rachel Earls. That's that's actually more. Uh... That's more modern. It's it's usually um, like Captain and Mrs. Harold Earls. Like yeah. it's some it's like that. That's the original. It also says of the Earls family vlogs. Like we're all supposed to know what the fuck those are. Yeah. God. <laughs> so uh, he's been doing social media shit for like a long time, right? Yes. Oh yeah. He's been yeah. a, yeah. a, a uh, influencer. Yeah. For yes. A long time. And yeah, as soon as he gets back, they write the book. They start popping out kids one after the other, back to back to back. Um, and he then goes off and somehow becomes like a Tomb of the Unknown Soldier Guard, like at Arlington, and then gets out of the army and makes this probably like one of the most insane of these like brovet political ads i've seen we got to do it yeah <laughs> i don't know if i can get through this again this is like my 10th time watching this but i'll try <laughs> it vietnam memorial sit down yeah. and wait my turn up <laughs> oh, sherpa's got there there's sherpa's right there i am harold earl harold earl come from eight generations in that was an awkward high five right there i'm a dad a husband and like you, I've been shaped by a string of ordinary moments that make me the person I am today. Oh my God, you're yeah, except no one's filming all of their ordinary moments. Uh, oh, oh my uh, God! Uh, <laughs> Toddler with a gun. Oh no! I just hung up that uniform for the last time. Where every day at 4:50 a.m. Rain or shine, I dedicated my life to America's most hallowed ground, where I served as the commander of the guard at the tomb of the unknown soldier. Completely ceremonial position. <laughs> Late one night, as I was guarding, he's walking house, around in the graves, I like filming himself. The U.S. Capitol. Yeah. How was it that just two and a half Dude, miles away? This guy. What was that leftist or uh, left flank vets said? They were like, yeah. That's the haircut of the oppressor. He's just showing a bunch of like people's names. Yeah, like which is what became an issue, right? Like, actual funerals. 
he has to do like a translation of like their valor to his because he didn't do anything. Exactly. Dude, he's what he's filming people Christ. warning. Written in a child's handwriting, it said, I love Dude, you, it's so fucked up. Oh my god. I my Does he have permission to just film these people mourning? No. Forgetting the solemn reminder of those that didn't get that privilege. Because their daddy died. Why is he walking the Vietnam Memorial? He didn't do anything. Stars and stripes. I've knelt down and given to a widow on behalf of a grateful nation. Filming someone's funeral. Jesus Christ. Now being burned and spat on. This is his one policy position. While my post as a sentinel is over, my mission is just getting started. His eyes are tasked me to be her watchkeeper. <laughs> yeah. Would you say he's a dead eye person? Yeah, he's a dead eye person. He's wearing so Just many different recently, layers. I was sitting at a table much like this one. Yeah, he's a I was having breakfast rich Alpharetta kid. I was sharing my heart with his class ring on. Nice. And his. Was that little silicone wedding ring? But this is a boys' club, and you need to sit down and wait your turn. That. That is the problem with politics. The guy was probably letting him down gently, being like, you're way too stupid to be a politician. <laughs> yeah. Please don't run. You're going to embarrass yourself. He was trying he was trying to do you a favor, Harold. To provide hope. Oh, my God. To unite. To reinvigorate and to lead the way for the future of this country. This is not Knocking on every rich person's door. This is a movement. Yeah. So, Mr. Senator, we're coming. The quilted jacket. And this time... It won't be just me. What is that It'll jacket? Be an entire movement behind us. It's like um whoopee material. Yeah, I'm physically ill again. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. His, so his only virtue is that he served. His only policy position is he doesn't like people burning the flag. Um, which is explicitly <laughs> <laughs> like explicitly a First Amendment, right? Um, so hot take: Harold Earls doesn't like the First Amendment. I guess we can agree on that much. <laughs> yeah. He showed his fucking what do you call him? His baby just covered in cheese, <laughs> birth cheese, <laughs> fucking Vernix fresh Cassiosa. out. I cannot Ugh. imagine. Like my wife would never <laughs> let me with the fucking video camera in there. Are you serious? Yeah, just the messiest, like most personal, like gory private experience. There's <laughs> nothing beautiful about it. And he's filming it to post it on YouTube. Jesus Christ. Honestly, she's probably the one who filmed that though. Like, yeah, they overshare thing, everything. Like, She's been going yeah. on and on for the last like few weeks about how terrible this pregnancy has been. Just sidebar. <laughs> I'm not keeping up, but yeah, so they've been doing this social media thing for forever and think that because they know PR and marketing for social media that they can start a a campaign. And then basically a week or two after they release this video just get their dick slapped real hard by the dod (laughs) (laughs) man you want to take us into this article please oh yeah so i was i've been watching the twitter um well i don't know what you call it but um is it replies comments I run our Twitter, and I have no idea how to do it. I don't so know don't how to use me. Twitter, but those, like, things that people write after you post something, like, people's, like, responses. 
hashtags or DMs or I don't know. Yeah, whatever they're called. They're like comments. And people have just been blowing this guy up. Like everybody's like, oh my gosh, like at Arlington, like look at this, like at U.S. Army, check this out. And then now it's actually been longer than that. It's been almost four weeks. I feel, along with many people, probably feel the same way, completely vindicated by the DOD investigating Harold Earls for using Arlington Cemetery footage in his campaign ad. Yeah, like actual families in the process of mourning, grieving, and burying their loved ones. Like, Yes. Turn your fucking camera off, you piece of shit. Jesus. Yeah. And then all the NCOs that uh, worked for him at... (laughs) <laughs> Arlington fucking rolled up. They like got that together. That was the best part. Yeah. They just they all were like, "Yo, fuck this guy." Yeah, and like they other cadets who, who knew him at school, like just were like, yeah. "Yeah, this guy like sold t-shirts to us to fund his Everest yeah, trip." Yeah. Okay, like, no, let's let's go from the top. Let's okay, go from, the top, from right? the top. So he starts getting investigated because he had he didn't have permission to use uh, campaign footage or anything like that. Uh, specifically for Arlington Cemetery, you have to have permission to one get on the ground. So he probably convinced one of his old buddies to like let him in the gate or something, so that he could film. Which is, you're not supposed to film DOD stuff without having like an explicit release from the DOD. So he starts getting investigated for that, and they start digging into like him using his position of authority over people in <laughs> for his own personal benefit. And everyone that they go talk to immediately rolls over and is like, yeah, we've hated him from the very beginning. He's been doing this constantly. <laughs> yeah. Like the minute they ask him, they're just like, yo, I fucking hate that guy too. I got a chance to screw him over. And they're like, yeah, well, yeah, probably. And they're like, all right, I'm cleared my entire schedule today. It's all screwing over Harold Earls. Like, let's, <laughs> yeah, let me yeah. tell you story after story about it. It's any, awesome. any person, any veteran who decides to run for office, the very first mm-hmm. person you should go talk to is their platoon sergeant. If their platoon sergeant was like, yeah, I hated that guy, disqualified. Honestly, send, <laughs> just fucking send him to jail. Fuck it. If your NCOs hate you, like, I don't know what to tell you, man. You fucked up. Those are the only people that matter. The ones who actually do all the shit that you're purportedly leading them for. Like, come the fuck on. So the very fact that his NCOs just rolled over and immediately started ratting on him tells you everything you need to know about this guy. So, yeah, so only one clip in the ad displays mandatory disclosure stating that the use of military imagery doesn't imply an endorsement. So every single other clip in that video where he's showing people in uniform, showing himself Mm -hmm. in uniform, showing people grieving with people in uniform, like, he didn't put the little disclaimer at the bottom that's saying, like, this is not an endorsement. So people are accusing him of conflating as close as he can without, like, tipping over the line, like, DOD endorsement of his political campaign. Soldiers who served with Earls and spoke with Military.com, who's writing this article, called the use of Gold Star families in a political ad tasteless. All said that if Earls owned any of the footage himself and used it without the family's consent, it would represent a violation of morals. (laughs) While not really morally acceptable, it is allowed, a junior non-commissioned officer currently serving at the cemetery said in an interview. However, he did utilize footage of him walking through the headstones and standing by the tomb. Those were shot when he had already left the army and was not cleared with the cemetery. This is part of the footage that is currently being investigated and brought up the chain of command. Another NCO who served with Earl said he is confused why the ad leans so heavily on his military service or why it is relevant to his district, given that he has never deployed overseas and got out of the service relatively quickly. I'm looking at his site. This is the NCO talking right now. I fucking love this part. 
I'm looking at his site. I'm not going to act like I'm a big politics guy. And I can't even really tell he's running for office. Where? <laughs> it's all about him, not about the place he's running. You can see the ego problems. Yeah. This whole campaign is about minimal service in Virginia for an election in Georgia. <laughs> this dude's like, dude, I'm not political. I don't know what the fuck's going on, but I can tell you right off the bat, this guy sucks. Yeah, he's like, this shit makes no sense. <laughs> I love it. Just, yeah, the... Average, just average person is able to look at it and be like, there is no content here. <laughs> it's like dead eyes, but just mm-hmm. for your entire identity. My mission is just getting started. Like, just <laughs> so, fuck you. Fuck you so hard. It's like, aren't these, the, the NCO says, aren't these candidates supposed to be like showing off doing community projects or shaking hands with business people or something? Yeah, like, aren't yeah. you supposed to kiss babies, not show them covered in the cream cheese after birth? <laughs> 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 yeah so it's not the first time that earls has apparently levied levied his prestige position for personal advantage <laughs> they go talk to uh they go talk to one of his old cadets that he was like in charge of um and this cadet immediately rats him out <laughs> they're like look <laughs> he was supposed to be my upper class mentor at west point when i was a plebe he sat me down at the mess hall Asked me how I was. It told me to buy one of the t-shirts he was selling to fund his Everest climb. I guarantee you that was his only meeting with that cadet the entire time. Oh, just sure. to sell him that yeah. t-shirt. Oh. For sure. <laughs> oh my god. And then they ride on him for uh, the Mount Everest thing. <laughs> Losing the snow goggles and his Sherpa developing <laughs> snow blindness. Didn't uh, Left Flank Vets reach out to that campaign and they were like... Um, We'd like to speak to him, or we're like they pretend to be a reporter, and they were like, "We'd like to speak to you about a Sherpa-related incident." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're like, "Hey, I'm yeah. I'm John from the Washington Post. I'd like to speak to you about the Sherpa incident on Mount Everest." And then he fucking called him back. <laughs> he sent him a text and was like, "We'd love to talk." <laughs> yeah. Yo, guess what? I texted him too, and I was like, "Yo, I'm a I'm a vet, and I'm like kind of pissed off that like you don't actually." have any stance on the forever wars that we have because he had this like open line on his, uh, yeah. his website yeah. being like text and Harold will respond fucking lie um but he will respond to washington fake washington post reporters apparently and not me <laughs> good loser <laughs> uh, oh god uh, i'm just disgruntled so disgruntled he's gonna win i fucking mm-hmm. hope not no i'm <laughs> I'm already anti-natalist. I already went from just like normal, relatively normal nihilist to just pure anti-natalist in the course of this single podcast episode. And if he wins, I don't know what that's going to do to me. He's alienated the only people that would possibly like him, which are military weirdos. Yeah, Rich, white, upper class, like veteran loving weirdos. You know who he's running against? Well, I guess if he somehow won the primary, the Republican primary. Yeah, it was that uh, it was that so person with the mother of the Lucy murdered McBath. daughter. Yeah, Jordan Davis's mother. Yeah, woof. Yeah, and he's running on uh, flag burning. Yeah, that's, that's his <laughs> issue. Actually, didn't we go to his website and we noticed he actually has like a policy stance on tech companies being able to like 
silence people it's because he's he's pissed off that youtube disabled comments on a couple of his videos for like some dumb shit (laughs) he did say such dumb he was talking about how like a politic or yeah it was uh, what was it It was fucking uh football players kneeling during the national anthem and people were commenting they're like yeah this is like a weird take like what's what's that got to do with your supposed campaign like they're (laughs) It's free speech, right? Like, don't you care about that? It says you do, and then you have an issue. For, it's like, I'll, I'll go these vets. Like, yeah, I'm a vet, man. I'm kind of confused. It's a weird. T- like, I've followed your stuff, but you just keep saying weird shit about Black Lives Matter. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. His stuff about Black Lives Matter is even more abysmal. Okay. Yeah. T- tell so, us what is it? Do you remember when people were posting like the Blackout Tuesday, like the black tiles yeah. on their Instagrams? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was like almost a year ago that was last june um so he did it he posted like the blackout tile but you people weren't like putting captions they were just putting like hashtag blackout tuesday like whatever like i think a lot of people who had never been like politically involved in anything in their lives like i don't know i guess it was that was an avenue for them to feel like like, they're doing something i guess yeah so just posting his politics for people who can he posts the black tile and says this whole advertisement for his book in the, in the caption that for six years we've worked towards this days even through pregnancies we pressed on even through the coronavirus we pressed on this week was different my heart has hurt in a way that i have never felt before i have felt visceral anger and deep sadness Today is finally here and all the thousands of hours that went into making this day possible have been exerted in anticipation that doesn't make sense it is clear that God has bigger things at work. Today is not about us, even though I just said all that stuff about me. It's about uniting as one people under the eyes of God. And you just used it, like, use the Blackout Tuesday to advertise for his book. <laughs> he doesn't know a single black person. There's no way. I promise you that. I know, I know that for a fucking fact. If there is nothing, if there is nothing I know more certain than that, it's that he doesn't, he doesn't know a single black person. The only, only African American people he's talked to are the ones that he's been forced to interact with via his military service. Yeah. (laughs) Like forced to. Yeah. Yeah, The whole point was the picture is a comment by itself. Yeah. Like the power comes from the visual. Not supposed to have text over it. It was explicitly like not to inspire conversation it was just like you do it and then don't be on that platform for the entire day (laughs) like a protest where everyone does this you know yeah yeah and uh and for those of you listening to this in audio only format because it's a (laughs) podcast i did this (laughs) silent like cover your mouth yeah like the duct tape over your mouth yeah exactly like the whole point is that you don't (laughs) yeah but naturally you fucking swings and misses just so fucking hard (laughs) Just like he swings and misses with this fucking campaign ad. Like for someone whose entire job, really, him and his wife doing this social media shit, getting hundreds of thousands of followers, it's all just PR and marketing, and you still suck at it. How do you still suck at fucking marketing? How can you not read people and realize, if I put out this campaign ad, like they're going to fucking laugh at me. (laughs) Just... (laughs) The self-awareness. God, yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. Just take a look in the fucking mirror, dude. Like, who do you think you resonate with? Everyone thinks you're a fucking alien. 
Yeah, if you go look in a mirror, do you see anything behind those eyes, Harold? No, I see the fucking <laughs> formaldehyde face from They Live. <laughs> you know? I've got one that can see. Like, fucking do you think he guy. has any concept of himself going just like real philosophical? Do you think he can recognize himself in a mirror? Or is it all no. just like how he recognizes the facade that he's put on to try to get followers, to try to convince people to like him? No, he's a, when he he's goes and a, looks in that mirror, no. he doesn't recognize himself as a person. No, he's a fucking Skyrim NPC. <laughs> he's like walking around like Grey Mane or Battleborn. Fucking <laughs> deeper than that. It's not just like him. Like it's like the way he interacts with people around him too that like just makes him seem like um I don't know, like a cyborg. Like he um he he films they both do like film all of their interactions like with their kids like anytime he's doing them it's like yeah he's here and the kid's here and he's like oh give daddy a kiss but like has like the camera like in front of it to make sure that you're like not missing the footage like none of it is authentic in any way that's true just complete false life god that's conversations before where someone comes up to you and they introduce yourself themselves and you they start like asking you about your day and you get the sense like immediately the second they open their mouth that they want something from you Mm -hmm. and they're just going through the motions to ingratiate themselves with you so that five minutes down the line after you're like bored with the conversation like what why are you here talking to me you don't talk to me on a regular basis they're gonna be like hey can you help me with this project can you help me fucking move or something Mm -hmm. imagine if can i borrow your truck (laughs) (laughs) imagine if every single conversation you ever had your entire identity as a person is that first five minutes that just awkward in between where you're waiting for them to ask you something and they won't fucking do it and they think that if they just suck up to you hard enough that they'll like they'll feel vindicated like they'll feel like you'll do it for them now that your buds, your chums, and they'll do it for you now. Like that's his entire fucking it's like life. Like Harold Earls DMs you on Instagram, and he's like, "Hey, hun, do you want to be your own boss?" <laughs> yes, that every single relationship, every single social interaction that he has is like kind of just forced through this meat grinder of just consumption, mm. and the fucking video <laughs> camera that he always has. You know, that's how he met his wife. With on Instagram, he DM'd her on Facebook. She like knew his cousin or something, and that's how they met. Like she, she was his cousin. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I heard. She knows his cousin, or his cousin knows her somehow, and so he like DM'd her on Facebook, and then that's how they started dating. God, yeah, that's perfect. Was she? She she was one of the classic like. She did military girlfriend YouTube she videos. Did the West Point girlfriend video. Oh my god, that one was famous. That became a meme like worldwide. Yeah, right? it became a meme just across the army where yeah. everyone was like, "You West Point cadets are fucking losers." <laughs> <laughs> and the 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 girlfriends that y'all are able to get, the significant others that y'all are able to get, are also fucking losers. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this video. She was like holding up socks in this video and yeah. she's like if you find green socks all around your house you know you're a west point girlfriend it's like shut camo, the fuck camo. Up. it's all camo <laughs> yes everything's camo if you just have american flags laying around you it's become like, very up. patriotic <laughs> that's how she sounds yeah. jesus christ gag me with a rake <laughs> oh no 
she took all of those millions of views on her video and was like, I can make a career out of this, not realizing that they were all just hate views. Just, we hate you. <laughs> it's mostly yeah. me watching them. We, lo- <laughs> yeah, yeah. we love to hate you. That's why you have a anti-following. I had to unfollow both of their Instagrams because I just couldn't surround myself with so much negativity all the time. It does ruin your fucking brain. It's like when I was following too many cop meme pages. It just eroded my sanity. Like, just... Oh my god, I can't do it. Like you need to, you need to follow like Redfish Stream and like the Bernie Sanders, uh, like official page and and like some other stuff just to like maintain contact with like the concept of human empathy. But like I was just like Instagram, like their feed thought I was this like fat right wing gun nut that Oakley was wearing yes just spiked hair. Yeah. yeah, just Oakley on the back of my head, chud that just wanted to shoot minorities or something and it was like when they say defund the police but then they increase spending two months later and it's like a picture of a guy laughing like the jj abrams thing for spider-man like ah! you're like that's not a meme that's just a picture of a guy laughing and it's like you it's a picture of him standing in for you laughing well i know how you can cure yourself because i've gotten into a new genre of like instagram pages lately hmm. and it's just like different like pages um where they post pictures of rat balls what like rats like they rat testicles like rats have huge balls <laughs> what what <laughs> why would that cure me it mandy cures, why the- it cures your malady like of all this like <laughs> this, this stuff that's ruining your brain if you just follow the, uh, the rat it ball would pages. it would throw off whatever advertising algorithm yes, data exactly. for sure that's it true does. well first of all jim lo- likes looking at normal balls and mandy you're a sinner like what is wrong with you <laughs> some of them are cute like it'll be like a picture of like rat balls and then it'll say like i heart you but the heart is the rat balls <laughs> i'm just so okay. shitting right now no yeah this is happening yeah we're <laughs> dissociative podcasting disorder so <laughs> you were the one that held up your dog and was like look how big his dick is yeah yeah you're not you don't have recommendation privileges anymore with me all right it's been removed <laughs> <laughs> privileges revoked thing. Oh, no, I, I, no one said that you just you said it you just now said it that was the first don't think about elephants <laughs> I was just trying to be helpful because you said that, like, Instagram's, like, making you sick. Your, yeah, your whatever definition of sanity you have. is just fucking yeah. broken. Um, I love you. I do. Yeah, I feel worse. <laughs> <laughs> you, know what's been, you know what's been really wholesome lately? What? Snakes. My wife follows a bunch of little snake pages, like snake mm-hmm. Instagram pages. You know how people will make like a Facebook for their dog or something? Yeah. People will make Instagrams for their like little snake pets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they'll just like, they'll zoop around and they'll like stick their little tongue out and she'll run up to me and be like, babe, 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 look at this, look at this little snake that I found. And she'll be like, this one's name is, uh. Stop. Oh my Jesus Christ. <laughs> she'll, <laughs> she'll run up to me and be like. This little snake is named Linguini. He's cute. <laughs> Linguini. Yeah, Linguini the snake. That's the the guy in Ratatouille. Back to the rats. All right. Okay. Uh, tell you what, everyone. 
we're a podcast that talks about rap balls. <laughs> we're try. We honestly, we gave it the old college try. We really <laughs> were trying to be political, but sometimes you just keep coming back to <laughs> dicks of different species, balls, piss, cum, feet. It's all. Like, I don't know. We don't know how to be actually funny, so we revert to twelve-year-old humor. I'm sending you this. Wait, Thank sure. you. Let me make sure I'm in the right chat. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Follow us at Pilot Screen Pod on Twitter. Share us around if you have. Uh, if you're in any circles that would like to talk about this kind of stuff, um, send them our way. You can listen to the pod. Send them our way. Uh, we'd love to have more guests on. We're looking to get guests in the future from the SRA, from uh, other branches of the military, and we're gonna keep rolling. So. If you like the content, give us a follow, give us a rating on iTunes, and share it with your homies. That's all we got. Pillow Scream Radio, outro music. Should I stop my recording?